Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSP Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Taher Hamed, with my co-host here, Stephen Badorf, and this was our first take, according to you guys. <laughs> yeah, we did not mess up the intro, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Never. So today, we're talking about something that may not seem important, took us years to do, but is actually super important, um, as I learned, because my conversion rate um, for sales improved, and that is what you should include in your MSP sales presentation, and really, why you should have an MSP sales presentation. You've, if you listen to our episode on using your content to sell, um, this is kind of a more actionable version of that, specifically in what to include in that sales pre, you know, presentation folder and a sales presentation. And to, before we get into specifically what is going to be in that folder, which you're going to have and you're going to print, is the intro call. This is super important. You don't have to be, you never had to read, you don't have to read a sales book to know that the intro call with the prospect is important and really what you should be achieving on that call. The problem is not many, many MSPs aren't getting a ton of leads. So when they do get a lead, they're willing to kind of talk to anybody. And that's a problem because you don't want to just talk to anybody. Since we've implemented our minimum, I've been less busy than ever and we're adding more MRR than ever because when I do add an M we're doing less onboarding but we're adding more money because when I do add a client now it's you know five six seven thousand dollars MRR and even though we're doing less onboardings I have more time to go after those big ones because I'm not chasing the little ones now I need to frame something if you're a smaller MSP it's okay to go after smaller opportunities because we did it for years to grow our MRR base to the point where we are today where we can just go after the big ones. So it's going to depend on where your journey is as to what clients you go after. But I don't think any of us, no matter where you are, should be taking those calls where it's like another MSP looking for you to do on-site hands for them. Basically, get away from those altogether. If you if a company's calling just for you to fix them, fix their thing, and then they're not going to call you again for six months, don't do those. If you've listened to my our episode on a case for break fix, every client needs to have some type of monthly agreement in place, even if it, even if it's a monitoring agreement, and and this uh, this is across the board, even if you're a tiny one. And there's tons and tons of resources on how to move from break fix to managed services, but even if you're moving break fix to monitoring, do not get busy chasing things that are not going to make you a lot of money or they're not going to add to your MRR. I've put so much emphasis on MRR over the last seven years, and it's very, very helpful. So all of our switches, all of our access points, all of our firewalls, all of our services, everything's MRR. Like I do not care about project and hardware at all at this point in our maturity. So the reason I go on that intro is to frame this intro call. When someone's call, calling in, you need, to, you need to qualify them properly. What do they want? What are they looking for? What opportunity is there? What challenges do they have? Maybe it's a challenge that you can't meet. Do you have a MRR minimum? Do you only support Microsoft 365 and they have workspace and they are not looking to migrate? 
are they only looking for break fix? Is your price range something that they could manage? Trying to get as much of their challenges and what they're looking for out in that intro call, and of course, making them like you. Listen to them. Be a person. Laugh with them. I Almost every time I'm doing a call, we, we have a, a really good moment on that call where it's just, I'm just trying to make them feel comfortable. I'm not trying to make them laugh. Like I'm not trying to be corny and make them laugh. But oftentimes, <laughs> yeah. But oftentimes when you're comfortable, when you get comfortable with, with a prospect, they, they open up to you. That's super important. So I don't want to go too hard in this intro call because there's tons and tons of resources out there. But make sure you understand what the conversation is going to be like when you come on site. Don't just say, yes, let's schedule a time to come on site. Don't start there because that could be a massive waste of both of your time. You need to make sure you understand their challenges. You need to make sure you can meet their challenges, get as many of those challenges as possible, and then dig deeper. So their challenge might be, yeah, it's taking a while to respond to help desk tickets. Cool. What impact is that having on your business? Right? What's deeper than that? Like, oh, it takes a while to get a computer set up. How long does that new employee sit waiting or frustrated because they can't work? What is the deeper challenge, the deeper business problem that we are trying to face? And this is not, this is, it becomes intuitive the more you do this. It's not like I had to read a lot of sales book to figure this out. You don't want to talk to the frontline challenge. You want to dig deeper and deeper to understand how it's impacting their business. And that is what we can talk on. So that's the intro call. Super duper duper important. Moving into the in-person meeting, and this is why I have Steven on this podcast too, is he's been super helpful and really helping us fine tune what this stuff should look like. So you have a qualified lead, you have their true challenges and the deeper problems within the business, and you're ready to start preparing um, for the presentation folder. There are a couple things that, I, that we add to every single physical presentation folder. We'd like to have, obviously, the physical folder. Um, that's kind of a no-brainer. There are templates on MSP Camp where if you want to just pull the exact folder we use and other variations of that, you need to have a nice-looking presentation folder with your branding on it. Yeah, we have three of them now, so there's yep. a few options there. Yep, exactly. We always include a ser our service tiers. So we have three different service tiers. You know, the old good, better, and best thing. We used to just have two. I added a third because it's like the psychology of, you know, people usually choose the middle one. And what's funny is after I did that, I actually saw that like there is like a psychological principle for that. So I thought that was kind of funny. So you want to have that. You want to make sure you have the onboarding timeline in there. And we talk a lot about processes. Um, so the onboarding timeline shows the prospect. What happens day one, week one, week two, week three, when you decide to move to with our MSP? The reason process infographics and documents and content are so important is because it answers the questions that your prospect is thinking about. If you don't have that onboarding timeline, and even if they ask what does onboarding um, look like and you tell them, there's going to be a lot of unanswered questions. And what prospects do is they fill those gaps in with their own answers. That slows down the sales process. You want to break through those issues. So that's why we have a service tiers document. That's why we have the onboarding timeline that goes in every single sales presentation. Because it just it kind of answers the questions for them, makes them feel comfortable to transition. We do the same thing with VoIP. Because a lot of times with VoIP, 
the process will slow down because they're like, okay, well, it sounds complicated. It's like, it's not complicated. It's not complicated. These are like the seven things and we're going to handle it all mm -hmm. for you. And putting that all into a nice infographic, it has improved our sales conversion on VoIP. We make a lot of MRR just from the VoIP reselling we've done over the years. And, you know, sorry, go ahead, Stephen. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, there, there really is a big actual difference between visualizing these things in infographic broken down with numbers, like actual sections, rather than explaining it all in one thing where people really aren't going to remember all that. Even if they're trying their best to remember everything of it, how much nicer is it just to have a nice infographic? First, it looks professional. We've talked about that all the time. Your content needs to look professional, have some effort put into it, but also just something they can refer back to at any point. And by answering that question before it even enters their mind, it just makes you guys look so much more legit because you really are just, I mean, you know what you're doing when it comes to whatever service or presentation you're going into. Yes. The last thing you want to do too on this and why this these these specific pieces are so important is the last thing you want to do is overwhelm the prospect. That's killed a lot of deals where an MSP comes in and they start saying, well, you don't even have this in place or you need this in place or they start getting really technical. The minute the prospect is overwhelmed, they get scared. Before so, they even start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, I don't read sales things. I don't really do a lot of sales stuff. But one thing I've learned over the years is I'm very calm. I'm very calm in the conversation. I said, well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be some changes we need to make. It's not that difficult. We walk through everything and do it for you. There are going to be a couple of checkpoints that we need your input on and milestones. Um, but we do this all the time. Right, like I, I just want to put their mind at ease. Like, don't worry. Like, an email migration is not a big deal. We do everything in the background. the The only thing that you know I really need your help on is that you know what day are we going to cut over, and then I'll make sure I have the tech there to help out if, if you need it. Like, when you're talking and when you have as much experience in, in in MSP, like you probably do. If you're listening to this podcast, you're really involved in the MSP market. You're the owner. You're the maybe the salesperson. You're the marketing person. When you have a lot of experience, they can feel that experience. They can feel the confidence and don't worry, we got this. And that's where these specific sales um, documents come in because even after you leave, they can review it and see just how simple it is a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, and just a quick thing to add, like you can just thinking about it using the VoIP example still, like you can think about the difference between somebody, an MSP coming up to you or coming up to a prospect and just going off, your VoIP system is in shambles. You need to do this, this, and this. Here are the seven things you need to do. And just explain them like that. Mm -hmm. It's not going to inspire them to do anything. It's just going to freak them out. Yep. You provide a VoIP infographic covering those exact same reasons. And you say, hey, no rush, but here's a resource of all the ways that we're going to assist you in the upcoming onboarding session, et cetera. If you choose to come on MSP, it's a complete different vibe to the entire situation. And it really just shows your confidence in everything you're doing. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it's something you need to think about. And it's something that people notice. Yep, 100%. All right, moving on. Another thing that we've been adding recently, and this was an idea from an MSP, MSP Camp member as well as the brochure, is um, services explained. So they're like, you know, I'd like to have a, a document that really explains our core services in an easy-to-understand manner. And so I've been including this all of our presentation folders because I love it. It goes over help desk and cybersecurity and Microsoft 365 and backup, the thing that every MSP is doing, but we're saying it in a way that's very, very clear to the prospect what it is. All right, so services explained document. If you're an MSP camp member, that's in there for you. You can just brand it for you. If you're a leader member, we'll brand it for you. Um, if you're not an MSP camp member and you're a listener, no problem. Try and go through that exercise of creating a nice three or four page document that are said in your own words 
and how you would talk to them in a presentation fold and how you would talk to them in like a sales presentation. Just like how we talked about on the website best practices when you're creating your service pages to make it look like it's a, you know, make it like a sales meeting where you include the videos and infographics. Try and do that on this service explain document where you're talking to them just like you would in the sales presentation rather than trying to get too technical or rather trying to get too marketing flow. Yeah, marketing no, matter, flow. no matter how much you want to do those things because yeah. it really does happen. I've noticed that before. Like You need to read back your things too after yeah. completing it because I've read things before. I'm like, what was I even saying here? Like This yeah. just sounds like I'm trying to sell something and then you have yes. to go back and revise it. So always keep that in mind. Yeah. Like marketing fluff speak is the worst. It it's sounds easy to good, fall but into. It's, yeah. It sounds good, but says nothing. All right, moving on. Uh, case studies. So we have a number of case studies. They're very, very easy. If you don't have any case studies, you know, maybe that should be a challenge this week. Case studies are super easy. There's a template of how to do a case study on MSP Camp. That's free. Go grab it. Uh, make sure you have case studies for services, specific services or specific challenges or specific verticals. That way, whatever sales meeting you're, go to, you're going to, you can include that in there. You're talking to a healthcare organization. Cool. Include a case study. Include some of that social proof from a healthcare organiz organization that you've helped tremendously and include that text testimonial from them. So we always include a case study. Uh, other services we offer, um, I like this document because sometimes we'll see, especially with a new client, we bring them on and then like they'll get a VoIP quote from Spectrum and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? We do VoIP. Why are you doing that? You know, like why are you? Because a lot of times the prospect doesn't truly understand all the other things you do outside of your core managed services. So uh, that's also on MSB Camp. I that one is only for Ranger and Leader, um, but it's a very simple exercise. If you're not an MSB Camp member, what are the other things outside of your core managers? Do you do um, password managers? Do you do um, you know email signature management? Do you do security cameras? Do you do structured cabling? Do you do VoIP? All those things that fall outside of the typical managed services, we include in another document where it's like, hey, here's other things that we can help you with. We also include Microsoft 365 training because we do those webinars and we do one-off trainings with our specialists. So those different things that might be unique to you. Some MSPs do um, website management and, and, and design. So include those other services outside of your core offering uh, in a document. Yep, non-technical as before, and it's a fantastic companion piece to that other document you'll be using for all services explained. Yep, exactly. All right, cool. I hope we haven't lost you yet. <laughs> I know this isn't the most exciting topic, but I'm telling you it's important. Like when we started doing this, it's really helped our conversion rate and people just like it. And now they have this nice looking folder on their desk. So even if they don't choose us, it's right there with them. Mm -hmm. All right. Last up, this is something that Steven's become like a, an expert at is individual service sales sheets, right? Now you have your managed services sheets, you have your other services we offer. It's time to get a little more granular. And this can make the presentation folder very long, but here's the tip. Only include the individual service sales sheets that they mentioned were mm -hmm. challenges, yep. right? Like, talk to them long enough on that first call so you understand what are the, the complementary service sheets I need to bring. Okay, so here are some examples. Someone is mentioning they don't know what Microsoft licenses they have or, or they're all over the place or they don't know if onboarding or offboarding is happening correctly. Cool. We're going to include that one-page uh, document that includes the different Microsoft 365 service tiers with nice little check marks. Again, clearly shows the differences between the licenses, and now we can have that further discussion with them. Like, okay, well, let's find out which ones you really need. Yep, without overwhelming them at all. Yep. Backup. They don't know if they don't. You know, backup, it's hard to market. 
But in a sales meeting, it's actually pretty easy to sell. So they might say, I don't know what's going on with my backups. And so now we can bring our Axiant sales sheet that says, hey, this is both on-site and off-site virtualization. Okay, but what does that mean to you? That's where the sales sheet comes in. So we explain in really simple tool terms, like your data is in three spots on the server, it's on-site and it's off-site. And if, if there's a catastrophic failure with your server, and they're like, what's a server? It's like your main component of doing business. Well, now you can keep doing businesses while we restore the server that's under a warranty. Right, and so we can explain that in a sales sheet and we bring that sales sheet with us. So you might only have like two or three individual service sales sheets in this presentation folder because those are the things that they really talked on in that first meeting. Because um, you don't want to overwhelm them with all the service sales sheets or they're never actually gonna go through it. All right, so that is the preparation for the in-person meeting with the sales presentation folder. Any comments on that, Stephen? Um, I mean, really, it's just it's an essential step just because it's the preparation. I mean, that's where most of like the benefits of your presentation are to come from, right? Like you have all this line out and also just in terms of confidence going into the meeting, knowing you have all these things already in the folder. And if they have a question during the meeting and you can refer, oh, that's all laid out in this presentation folder that I've created. And they take a look at that. It's a design folder. It has four documents, two of which are applied directly to questions they asked in the um, introduction call. It's just such a differentiator, mm -hmm. and it's something a lot of people aren't doing. We say that a lot, but it really is true. I mean, it's not taking the easy way of doing the bare minimum. It really is preparing a full, well-rounded folder. And a lot of the times, I don't know how you feel about it, Tyre, but I think you'll usually rise to the occasion knowing you have these resources at your disposal. Yep. So you'll rise to the quality of the information that you're providing. Yeah, that's a very wise, Stephen. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm wise beyond my years. Socrates no, over here. <laughs> rise to the occasion with the assets that you brought stuff up. No, <laughs> <laughs> that was good yeah dude that's a really good point like i went to a sales meeting recently and like the incumbents uh brochure was there and it was like literally like it was a brochure which it's like you know i kind of like having a brochure we include some brochures in our sales presentation folder but this one was literally like a brochure just printed on regular paper not even like the semi-gloss <laughs> or the premium paper and it just looked so tacky that's all he brought. I could tell it's all he brought. And I'm like, dude, you're better off not bringing anything. That <laughs> yeah. hurts more than it helps. Like, don't bring anything if that's what you're going to bring, you know? And uh, obviously, they did not win that one because it showed, like, the quality of preparation he took into that meeting. Like, he's like, all right, let me just print this crappy little thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like he panicked an hour before the meeting. He's like, I need something. Yeah. Like, preparation. Yeah. They can tell when you prepared. Yeah, whereas when you show up with this this folding, like, oh, I brought these because you mentioned X, X, and X, you know, that it just it just has such a nice professional feel, and you're just putting yourself apart from the other MSPs because the reality, the reality of the day, maybe it's just, you know, our market, but when I used to meet with prospects, it was like we were like maybe one or potentially two MSPs they were talking to. Now, and it might also be because we're only going after bigger ones now, but now almost every time they're talking to four MSPs. Almost every time. And I think maybe that's where this presentation folder thing has become really important, um, but it's just so much more competitive. We're still winning just about as many, um, which I found kind of surprising because I, I don't think I'm very good at sales, but it's... Yeah, like it's just super important, especially as things get more competitive and more uh, pop-up MSPs show up. Okay, moving on to the most important aspect. I don't know, maybe preparation is most important. But here's a important thing. Oh, obviously, during the meeting. So we're moving to during the meeting. Okay, 
you've pre-qualified, you've prepared your presentation folder and talking points, and now you're in the meeting. What next? So what you want to do is spend the next hour making sure they go through every piece of that presentation folder with you. You're going to read it verbatim to them. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm totally joking. <laughs> I hope no one bailed before I said I was joking on that one. Okay, so... <laughs> you have a good attitude and you go yeah. to the meeting. So, no. What we're... <laughs> This is the important part. You have all that ready to go. You sit down and you listen. Like you, a human being. <laughs> like a human being. You pass out the presentation folder, but don't even open it yet. Begin having the conversation with your prospect. Now you know them a little bit more because you had that first call. Ask more questions. Also, ask them about their business. What is their business to? Get to know the person that you're talking to and connect with them. It's so cliche, but people do buy from people. Here's an example. We had a client that was very upset with us last month. Like, there were a couple of things we couldn't help, but there were a couple of things we could help, and we kind of dropped the ball on it. I mean, we rectified it quickly, but they were really pissed off at us. Well, we just had a network review with them yesterday, or Wednesday. Well, no one knows when Wednesday is. Uh, two days ago. <laughs> and, um, Some point in time. Yeah, two days ago. And, you know, it started off a little rough. You know, we had to get through some kinks. And then by the end of the meeting, we're all laughing together, shooting the shit, like just having a really good time. And it's like when you have a connection with someone and you're really trying, like that is going to go further than just – you know, providing great support. So that's what you want to bring into this meeting is, is really connect with them. More listening and less talking. If I talk more than the prospect, I almost never get the deal. Like when I look at it, I almost never get the deal when I talk more than the prospect. And I still do it sometimes. I still do it sometimes. It's, it's like, it's so hard because there's so much to talk about. But that's why we have to listen to them because they will tell us what they need talked about. In Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, he outlines the simple truth that the more you listen and truly care about the, what the person is talking about, the more that person will like you. And yes, I read that from the script here, but it's, it's so <laughs> true. Take that approach over false deadlines and tricks when you're giving a sales presentation. So don't do, you know, I saw something recently that made me cringe so hard I had to go take a nap. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> somebody said, and I don't know what company is, is is touting this, but somebody said when you're in the meeting, you bring iPads and you do the presentation on the iPad. At the end of the meeting, you say, if you sign today, you get to keep the iPads. Don't be that guy That's or gal. That's exactly what we recommend. Oh, yeah. no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that we is, don't recommend that. <laughs> That is so lame. Yeah. And I, if I did that to the prospects I'm talking to, after the way I connected to them, after I showed my authentic self, and I tried to pull that shit. <laughs> right back into, yeah, they would probably call you out on they it. They would. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, dude, man, you really, you were doing great, and then what the hell is this? <laughs> so I, I don't think the sales presentation of being inauthentic and fake deadlines and tactics immediate like action because it seems like you're worried that you're not gonna get the deal so you need to use whatever trick you have in the book to say hey 
come join us. Here's an iPad, right? That's what you want, right? No, you're selling managed services, not an iPad. Like, yeah, it's common no, sense. Nobody's gonna sign a two thousand dollar month, five thousand dollar month, even a thousand dollar month MRR contract so they can get an iPad. <laughs> like, stop. Don't do that, please. I don't care if it works. I don't care if it works. Like, that's not how like you want to start the relationship off as. Because if they do take that, it's like, wow, what other tricks are gonna are they gonna yeah, fall for for other MSPs? Like, so anyway, I really don't want to get on a tangent. I just feel like some of these stories are applicable. All right, now that you've really listened to your prospect, think about it like this: when you're having a conversation with somebody, if you're waiting to talk, it's gonna suck. But if you don't have exactly what you're gonna say and you're really listening to them, what comes next is instinctive. That's the way the sales presentation should go. Instead of talking about everything in your sales presentation, because you got a lot in there, just bring out the two to three pieces that best speak to the challenges and review it with them. Just like a PowerPoint, you don't want to read it to them, right? Just, just let it be your guide. You might bring out that onboarding timeline document uh, near the end of the presentation and kind of explain the process to them without even reading from it, but they know that's what this document will show you. They're, they do have a concern about cybersecurity. Perfect. You bring out that cybersecurity uh, executive guide. But you don't read all six pages. You of don't it. read yeah. it. You say, hey, here's a wonderful guide on, on, the, on the layers that we've included in the proposal and why they're important. You refer right to the infographic on mm -hmm. there, but you don't have to cover any of the other text. Like, yep. And they'll look at it afterwards. Yeah. I mean, cybersecurity, cybersecurity is highly important, but it's not that complicated. With an IT provider, you know, like us, we can really, really help, you know, streamline this and make it easy for you so where it's not really a headache. And then I talk about, you know, I'll talk about specific things like, you know, you need MFA, but it's kind of a challenge. Well, don't worry. The way we do it is basically set up conditional access that makes sure your location um, is a trusted location. So if your users are here, they're not going to get prompted every time because they're at your office. And so I'll explain, like, you don't need to know what conditional access policies are, but all you need to know is you're still safe. It's only trusting your office. So you can still check that MFA checkbox without hindering your users. Because that's what I'm finding is the most challenging thing with cybersecurity is people are like, I like it, but I don't like how it's hindering us. Cool. MDR doesn't hinder you. It just locks it up if there's an anomaly, right? MFA doesn't really hinder you if you're using the Authenticator app and trust locations turned on. So, like, there's things that you can talk about that they're going to prompt you to say, right? So don't just try and say all the things you normally say. Listen to them, respond to it. All right, so that's what you want to do. You want to bring out like two to three pieces, maybe four, but you really don't want to get document overload. And the presentation folder is the leave behind. So now they have plenty of information on your service, on your company, because they're going to want to dive deeper. They like you. They like you a lot. They like your company. They have all the resources they need to learn more about you. Yeah, you yeah. did not just spend the time in a PowerPoint presentation talking to them the whole time or trying to read every document with them like other MSPs are doing. Sorry, yeah. Stephen. Uh, I was going to say, like, they won't remember everything from each individual MSP's presentation, but they'll have that presentation folder from each MSP, or they might not have presentation folders from some MSPs at all. So having Usually that, they won't. Yeah, so, like, they'll compare that because they might not remember every single word that was said in every single meeting verbatim, but they have that presentation folder, and that'll help them remember specific parts you talked about and then they'll be able to go more in depth so yep. yeah yeah it represents you even after the meeting so you might be like well why did i include all those documents if i'm literally like not even really going to use the presentation folder 
and again, it's more of the leave behind and the polished look of your of your presentation. Because if you can have that, like look how put together we are, but also look how you know authentic we are as a company, as a person, that's just gonna it it's that's just the combination we use. And it and even though we're our prices are higher in our market than other MSPs, we're winning a lot more the business, especially the bigger ones. Backing off the higher price, yeah. Yeah. It's not for nothing. So I hope this was helpful. I know this was kind of long for such a simple topic, but it's it's super important. Um, I hope this gives you motivation to get that presentation folder together. If you're an MSP Camp member, literally all pretty much all the things we talked about today, except the service-specific stuff, is on the website because it's like, this is what we're using. You can use it too. Um, if you're not an MSP Camp member, that's fine too. Like this stuff just requires the time to really think about how you want to do it and then you can get a designer to create the stuff for you all right so wrapping up listen more than you talk use what you heard to put the most relevant information in front of the prospect leave behind that presentation folder obviously and then solid follow-up after the meeting Ask them what their next step are or when they would like to begin onboarding if they do decide to choose your MSP. So it cuts out that like, okay, when would you like to get starting? It's like, hey, if yeah, you you're do, not you know, pestering them. Yeah, it's like if you do question. decide to choose us, which again, you're, you're coming in with that authentic, authentic feel and they're going to be, every time I ask this question, they're honest with me. You know, if you do decide, if you do like us and we move to the next step, when would you like to begin onboarding, right? So now we're moving into that discussion where they're feeling like, oh yeah, what would it be like to start onboarding with you? It's a comfortable way to ask uh, and it's always well received mm -hmm. rather than the hard sell stuff. Without locking them in, yep. Yeah. And again, this is the way I do it. Like, this may not be perfect, right? Like, there may be these other sales processes and presentations that would ha would bring you a higher conversion rate, right? Like, this is just the way I've done it, and it's worked well for me, so that's why I'm explaining this in this way. But, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. You might find something from a different resource that you like better, or you can apply it to this, you know. Just uh, kind of keep an open mind as, as we're going through this. Last point before we wrap up. There is a caveat to all of this. When you are doing like an RFP or you're preparing a presentation for a larger prospect, you know, 50 plus seats, sometimes there's an expectation that you need to actually bring a PowerPoint presentation. It needs to be really good and it needs to talk specifically to your prospect. So that is the thing, right? These sales presentations are usually great and all you need but sometimes in the larger entities you're going to need a, a powerpoint and it's going to be a case by case it's hard to give you too many guidelines on when that's going to happen but usually if it's like 100 employees i want to bring a presentation i really want to add that next step of polished and you might even want to do more than that so an example is our largest client we brought on january they're twenty two thousand dollars in mrr it was a really cool win for me because I've been here for seven years. I've never got one that big. So I was just super stoked about it. I got a hug from the owner for the first time. Other, you know, like, I mean, he's my father-in-law, so he gives me a hug outside of work. But like, <laughs> the you know, first time you've ever been hugged. First time I've ever been filled affection from Tom. <laughs> Finally sold something. <laughs> <laughs> so in that situation, in addition to the PowerPoint presentation we did, and we brought the presentation folder, we also did a video. 
because one of my sales processes is to bring them to the data center because it's a really cool facility. Like we really show them around. They really like it. We've got, it just looks awesome. But we weren't able to do that because the RFP process was pretty strict and they wanted to do the, the meeting before I actually got to show them the office. So we did a six minute video with Steven's help um, just doing a tour of the data center. It was like real estate style where it like, you know, zoomed. Yeah, like a tour, basically. Yeah, it was like a tour, and like it sped up when I was walking to different sections of it. So it was just a fun video that showed that piece that we usually do, which is a tour of the data center. They got to meet our people. I can't stress that enough. Yep, got people, to every people, person people. who was, they would be interacting with, too, over yeah. the onboarding process if they chose our MSP, which they did. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I'm not saying, like, they chose us because we did a six-minute video. No, of course not. Just, like... Some people aren't going to cho cho choose you because your social media presence is awesome. But all those factors do come into a buying decision. And so I do think it helped. Um, a plug for Tech Tribe. We're currently using the sales PowerPoint presentation from Tech Tribe. We've heavily adapted it, but it's a really good starting point. Um, so that's what we're using. We also are on MSP Camp. If you're an MSP Camp member, we are building a couple of presentation templates currently. It's taking a lot of time because it's hard to do a template. Like I want to, they really need to be, you know, specific for your MSP. So we're trying to find the best way to provide that. So even though we're using the Tech Tribe one right now, highly recommend Tech Tribe. We love Tech Tribe. We don't spend as much time as we'd like to in there, but it's great. Um, we're also going to have our own forms of the PowerPoint presentations in case you need it, which isn't going to be all the time. Yeah, I was also going to make a note for our um, sales sheets and case study templates were things we made very early on in MSP Camp, and now we have many more ideas to adapt those to be much easier to fill in information, images, that sort of thing. So keep a lookout for those ones to be updated in the next few weeks. Or, well, I guess this will be coming out at some random point. They'll probably already be up. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, case study or sales sheet templates that are much more applicable to fill out and use, especially with our newfound um, use of Canva to use documents. So, yeah, keep a lookout for those. Yeah, and if you need anything built for your MSP, if you, as long as you're a scout ranger, a leader member, we we also do like this. This is one thing I love so much about MSP camp because me and Steven and Maurice and Maddie and Ryan like we love marketing and we love content. So what's been so cool about MSP camp is like we have our monthly members that get access to the content we create, and they can tailor it through Canva files, Illustrator files or leader will do it for them. But the other cool thing is like, members are using us to build them custom content. Mm -hmm. And this is like, for us, it's one of the most satisfying things I can do, we can do in our career because it's what we enjoy doing and it helps the member. So we have members cr helping, helping, we create video intro outros for members, we create sales sheets for members, we're creating a website for members. So it's like, it's taking the quality of MSP camp that a lot of our members like, obviously, which is why they're sticking around, and custom tailoring it for a specific MSP. So this isn't just a, a plug, like, hey, you should use this for creating custom content. <laughs> it's just like, this is why we're doing this. Like, this is what we love. It's very, very satisfying. It's yeah. so dope that, like, we get to just, like... Now, people give suggestions, too. It's wild. Yeah. It's so to keep it up, if you're an MSP camp member, tell us what you want, even if you're not buying it from us. Be like, hey, I want this piece of content or this campaign. Like, that's where we get a lot of ideas and we have to make sure we do the research on the specific prospects we're trying to target and the best way to go about it. But it's just been a bit of a dream come true, this whole thing, to be honest, especially as it grows. Um, that an idea that me and Steven had like what, like six months ago now? Yeah. Um, and it was like, well, like June or July. Yeah. Right? Is now like a viable business and we're hearing positive feedback from members. It's just like, it's just the coolest thing. So thank you for everybody who is a member and for everyone who listens because if it wasn't for the listeners, 
the episode, the podcast would have died and we probably never even would have been able to launch MSB camp. So thank you all. Seriously. I can't stress that enough. Oh, heartwarming <laughs> ending. Sorry. It's <laughs> no, it's, it's Friday. All true. It's I'm all tired. True. <laughs> all right. So moving on to challenge of the week. Test your might. So you're saying we can't actually play the Mortal Kombat theme song? All right, Steven, it's up to you. Finish him. Challenge of the week. Excellent. All right. All right. Challenge this week. Look at your presentation folder. Look at the documents in your presentation folder. Just like the website audit last week, audit your presentation folder. Audit your sales sheets. What are you using to communicate your services when you actually get to that sales meeting? Because it's so hard in the MSP space to get to that sales meeting with an ideal prospect. It's, it's, it's got to be like one of the hardest industries to do this in. So you don't want to drop the ball there. Listen to this podcast again and just really try and understand, especially if you don't do a lot of sales presentations or even if you do a lot of sales presentations, you're noticing that your conversion isn't, isn't where it needs to be. Like, is it because you're trying to read a script or is it because you're trying to bring irrelevant sales documents or no sales documents or just, trying to be a salesperson over yourself um so there's a lot in the challenge this week but uh, i hope this was helpful today we really appreciate you listening listening and we'll see you on the next one steven you usually say like yeah thanks everybody <laughs> I, was like, I was zoned out you, were zoned you, want, you want to say the final part again <laughs> i'll say thank you this time okay you can just write you can say the thing yeah, thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> for some reason, like, I heard you say it, and I was just... <laughs>